Check it out while I'm the master of balance With multiple talents I provide the landscape, baby You provide the challenge I've been broken down and out And look at the sound and I'm drowning out I'm around the town and I'm round about And it's better than a kick in your freaking mouth These words might scare you Hello, hello, and welcome to this March 3rd, 2012 edition of The Chat Room on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are broadcasting live from the University of California campus in Irvine. We're streaming on the web at KUCI.org. We are podcasting. You can check us out either on Facebook. You can friend Elizabeth or me uh, and check out our podcasts, uh, Elizabeth podcasts, all of them on her website, or you can check us out at KUCI.org slash talk you can go down to uh, the chat room and um, click on us and find us right there we are here with you every friday night at five talking about love relationships dating i am your host marie stone and i'm here with elizabeth hello marie elizabeth zero doing her lounge act i thought you were going to sing all the single ladies tonight do that do that all the single ladies all the single ladies hey you didn't say the other thing that we used to talk about sex i know we don't Mm -hmm. really talk about that anymore try not to talk about sex because we have so much of it (laughs) (laughs) when you're when you're having it you don't have to talk about it (laughs) uh yeah so we're here every friday night we're talking about being single single and loving it (laughs) <laughs> is the topic tonight except except it's so funny because we're both not single <laughs> i know i know yeah nathan uh nathan is not with us this evening but um he was going to be our, our single spokesman but, i know um, anyway. i know he's fun maybe, to look at oh well maybe he'll call me. in <laughs> <laughs> so anyway if you uh if you are single if you're single and loving it if you are single and irritated by all of your friends who are trying to set you up all the time if you're sick of the stereotypes about being single and you hear those cat lady jokes all the time and you're uh totally irritated give us a call 949-824-5824-949 uci kuci or send us an email uh, at the chat room at kuci.org and uh, we'd love to hear your stories yeah or we'll take your questions but mostly we just want to hear you complain about all the nimrods (laughs) out there in nimrod land (laughs) who are annoying yeah a lot of people complain about you know why aren't you married why don't you have kids they don't like when people uh you know they don't like people bucking the system. I know. I think that's what it is. I think people are really, um, I don't know if it's intimidated or when, when people aren't following the life path, we're, we're like sheepdogs. Yeah. You know, we want everybody on the same path. We want to make sure that all of us who are married made the right choice. We yeah. want everybody to be just as miserable <laughs> or as people, happy as we are. People want you to reach the same major life goals that they've reached. Yeah. So that you yeah. can complain with them. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, you know... Misery loves company. Misery loves company. Isn't that true? So how much of your life were you single? About five minutes. (laughs) I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much, yeah. No, that's funny because, you know, I, um, I didn't used to like being single. I'm better in relationships. And now I'm in a relationship where I'm extremely happy, really lovely husband and Mr. Zero. And, um... You know, we're both very independent. We live very separate lives, but we make time for each other, and we have have a lot of fun. Um, However, I could really see the advantages of, you know, I'm kind of sick of talking about relationships and working on relationships and... You're I'm on the wrong sorta, show, Elizabeth. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that tonight. I was like, I'm, I'm so sick of you. <laughs> no, it's just like we always talk about relationships, but that's sort of like we've been talking about it my whole life, trying to work it out, figure it out. Now I've got it figured out, and I'm like... 
okay, now I just want to be left alone. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, not all the time, but I can see why my single girlfriends who like and love to be single, I can see the advantage of it, you know? Let me read you. One of my uh, Facebook friends is um, single, and this is really cool, what she um, whoops, wrote to me on Facebook today. She says, I have a full life, plenty of good friends, and a family that I love, and they love me. I don't feel the need to be with another person to make me happy. Um, I'm pretty content on my own. She says, I, I do get tired of people telling me the right guy will come along any day now. And, you know, when I least expect it. <laughs> so she says she likes to eat popcorn in her pajamas instead of making dinner sometimes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, when my husband's out of town or, or doesn't come home, you know, for days at a time and doesn't call. And no, I'm just kidding. He never does that. <laughs> but it's no nice, you know, like I don't make a big dinner and, you know, you lose a pound overnight. And it's just, it's just relaxing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. How long, you been, how long were you single? Well, not much. Not much. Um, so the, my first relationship was really an on-again, off-again relationship. Mm-hmm. And that went on for on-again, off-again for five years. And then there was sort of a two-year, maybe, uh, well, I don't know. It was still going on and off again when I met my husband. So <laughs> but it was kind of more off. Is it off so, now <laughs> yeah, while no, you're married? It's a little mm-hmm. confusing. But yeah, no, it's... Um, so that was, I mean, it was, it was kind of hard to categorize when I was single. I kind of felt single a lot in there. But, um, yeah. And then there were co- probably a year of just kind of dating around. And I, right. I, I, I have to be honest with you, I hated it. I, I'm not a good single person. Me neither. And I feel like it goes back to that school, th- those really primitive feelings on the school playground of being the last to get picked for the ball team. And you're just terrified of being left alone, you know, like musical yeah. chairs and the music's going to stop. And you're, you're like, oh, God, I don't have a partner. Yeah, it's like a weird fear. A lot of people have that fear, I think. So I think probably if most people are afraid of being alone or better in relationships, I bet that when the people who say, I'm fine, I'm really happy being alone, nobody believes them because they're like, how could that be? Because it's so terrifying right. for, the, for the rest of us. You know, not me anymore. I'm pretty good. I'd be fine with it. But um, I think well, that the must other, be it. I mean, one of the hard parts, I think, of being single is that when your friends are partnered up, you're kind of expected to be but kind of close best friends with your partner share your secrets and share your and not kind of take your intimacies Wait, what? outside <laughs> what am i supposed to be doing uh-oh write this down elizabeth take notes take notes you're not supposed <gasps> Honey, to share you don't your have to, intimacies you don't have to outside. listen to the show <laughs> Wait, 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 what was <laughs> supposed to share what? <laughs> no, you're not supposed to. Yeah, anyway. Okay. So, all right. I, I, I was really nervous as friends. Actually, I was ironically one of the first of my friends to get married, but I was really afraid if I wasn't that all of these people were just going to kind of abandon me and, you know, I would right. be left standing there holding the playground ball by myself or something. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. That's and you and I were thing. in the same generation, right? I mean, we're about the same age and yeah, I feel we're both like in our 20s yeah yeah <laughs> I'm 29 and you're 29 and a half <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like we were still in that that full disclosure we're in our 40s I feel like we were in that generation where um it was it was it's important for women to get married like you would yeah you would, maybe that's still going on I don't know but it feels like yeah. it was I think people are women are becoming more independent and I think it's definitely more socially acceptable today to be single you know, poor Jennifer Aniston, man, she gets hounded. I mean, they just won't even leave her alone. Like, the girl's like, just leave me alone. And if you think about it, you know, not a lot of women are in that position where they're amazingly beautiful. Uh, She seems like she has a great personality. She's probably got, you know, some cash in the bank. She seems like she does. (laughs) 
you know, so you don't have to put up with, you know, anybody with, like, smelly feet or, like, right. you know, or if they're just, I mean, she's going to be a lot pickier. And the, gene, you know, the pool, you know, really kind of narrows down at that. When you're only going to date Brad Pitt and John Mayer, Ugh, the pool is pretty, <laughs> pretty small. And those two, I think, are so douchey anyway. I just like, ugh, whatever. Yeah, but he, and, you know, with medical advances being what they are, you don't mm-hmm. have to have a partner to have kids if kids is what you're partnering up for yeah and you don't have to have a partner to financially support you anymore like you did 40 years ago yeah and you don't have you know i mean you can buy your own house you can have your own kid you can you know men are sort of disposable now i guess they are i I was at a baby not a a wedding shower last night and um this woman was sitting next to me and they were they were talking about men they're just like just you know Come home, then get up and just go to work. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> get out. <laughs> just get out. It's like they were describing it. I'm like, oh my god, this is like a room full of hostile women. They were pretty funny though. But um, yeah, I think you men to- are disposable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, well, you have some statistics written down, but it, marriage is down, right? I mean, the the number of people oh who are yeah, married I'll is- get into that. But I was gonna read. I was gonna okay. read the definition of uh, single by choice. Okay, tell me that. It's a person who does not wish to be in a relationship. Thanks, Elizabeth. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Just really deep. No, it says the value. Did you get that out of the dictionary? <laughs> I did. They value their independence and do not feel they need to have a boyfriend or girlfriend or anybody to be to validate them. And I think a lot of people get into relationships because they need validation. So people who are single by choice may still go out and date casually, but do not choose to be in a long-term committed relationship. And this says it's not to be confused with playas, pimps, and hoes. <laughs> okay. As Thanks. we often do confuse them. <laughs> or anyone who's, who uh, does not wish to stay committed to justify their promiscuity. They're, that's not a, a reason to, that's not single by choice. And then there's also people who are single by choice because their friends or family or society would frown upon them if they knew they were gay or a mixed race couple or you know, whatever, whatever the reason they, you know, if if their partner was a different religion. And so they just don't even tell their significant others or their friends. So they're not single. They're just liars. They're liars, right? (laughs) Liars. (laughs) They're dirty, filthy liars. That sounds scary. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds scary. I know. I think uh, women are choosing to be single because I think they're just tired of having to answer to men and children. I think they just want to be left alone. Like, it's like the ability to just, you know... Right. Run your own show and not have to say, oh, can I go here? I always clear things with my husband out of respect, and I ask him to do the same for me. Like, is this going to be okay with you? Right. Yeah. Even though I'd do it anyway, even if it wasn't. Right. Is this it's okay with you? Well, good manners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But he always says yes, and I always say yes. I mean, we really pretty, there's hardly anything we disagree on. But, yeah, what were those statistics about marriage? People, It's way down. You know, I think... Yeah. Um, oh, here it is. It says... um. In 2010, the U.S. Census found that nearly half of all American adults, 100 million, are now single. It's the highest rate um, in recent history, and 61% of them have never been married. Yeah, I was looking at that statistic. That that surprised me. I was thinking, well, I mean, divorce is so common now that I assumed most of the people would be divorced. But the number of people who have never gotten married (coughs) outrageously... um, outrageously high yeah and, uh, well it's here's in 1960 15 percent of american adults had never been married but by 2010 uh that number nearly doubled to 28 percent damn yeah 
So that's a big difference. And that has a lot to do with our values and our sort of, and I think the independence of women. And women going into the workforce where women weren't really even encouraged to go to college as much. I, I think Americans have a really weird relationship with marriage. I think Americans are just really weird in general, and mm -hmm. I take after the European point of view. But in Europe, in Europe, it's very common for people to live together and not get married. I mean, in fact, I think marriage is kind of looked down on in yeah. Europe. And um, so, so, yeah, it's very common for people to live together and not get married, and it's very common for um, people to stay. You know, and, and, and there isn't the stigma over there that there is over here. But Americans are so puritanical, and we're so uptight, and we're so religious, and we're yeah. so invested in the white dress dream. That well, you know what weird. that actually goes back to is what we said in the beginning. People stay and get into relationships because of fear of being alone. And the reason why a lot of people are so you know, uh, rigid and um, stringent with religion and a lot of those things, I think, is it's a lot of it's um, based in fear and needing to know what is right because not knowing is a scary place to be. Right. So if you, you know, subscribe to a certain belief system, there's a lot of security in that, much like being in a relationship with somebody else that maybe, maybe you don't even really want to be in a relationship with that person or you don't even really totally believe that religion, but there's just that security. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Robots. People love to be told what to do. I am a robot. <laughs> it is. It's the sheep herding. Everybody, let's all stay on the path. Yeah. Do well, it says good. here, 31 million Americans now live alone. And in Massachusetts, 41% of singles rent apartments by themselves, while a quarter live in homes that they own. So, hmm. But also, um, Boston has a big single population, population because um, it's a lot of colleges and universities. Yeah, tons, yeah, that's tons. true. Right. So that's part of it too. But, um, but yeah. a, marriage is an industry. I mean, if you took marriage off the, or if you stopped encouraging marriage, think of all of the industries from you know bands to flower, florists to wedding dress shops. There's like three wedding dress shops that I pass on the way to get here. <laughs> so I mean, if you take all of those while you cry while you drive while past them, <laughs> exactly, it's all over. Um, catering businesses. I mean, it's it's an industry. Yeah, which is Rental surprising homes. that you would think that they would le want to legalize gay marriage just for that reason because, you right. know. More money. More money for the Well, they still have people. the ceremonies in a lot of cases, right? So they have yeah. their commitment ceremonies. So they still yeah. get the money from that. They just, don't, <laughs> they just don't get the rights. They just don't get the chocolate fountain money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, so. it's depressing to me that... Um, the, the, the pressure that we put on women. Yeah, we got to lay off. Hey, if you're just joining us, we're talking about being single and happy about it. So if you have a story to shell, share and you, um, you want to call us up and tell us, please do at 949-824-5824. So we love to good. talk. Yeah, I know. And call us about anything. Right? We're just <laughs> tired today, so we don't like doing the work. Give us a call. Call us and you can, you can so do the show for You us. know what totally bums me out is... Um, What's the whole thing with, like, the cat ladies? I don't understand, like, I didn't get the whole, like, why do people associate, like, cats, you know? I mean, I knew, I've known it for a while, and I guess I sort of get that thing. But I looked it up, and it was, actually, I've got some kind of interesting information on it. Cats and women have had a strong historical and cultural connection, um, which is, you know, resulted in the negative stereotyping of single female cat owners. Um, so experts can't seem to quite pinpoint when exactly crazy old and cat lady were strung together to create one specific <laughs> stereotype. But why it happened isn't 
too hard to figure out because I guess cats being small and self-sufficient, they don't need much in the way of care. So if you're a little old lady, <laughs> I guess you can take care of it better. But um, the other thing too, but cats... not when you have 25 of them. Yeah, but also historically cats were kept in homes and they would kill mm-hmm. the mice and rats. And the women were mostly working inside the home. So who wouldn't oh. want a cat? It's like to kill the, the rodents, you know, just keeping that down. Um, oh, and there's some, this other thing, too, about Egypt I was reading that was really cool. Well, interestingly, so we were talking about this last week with, um, with Nathan, who is a bio major, and he brought up this article that came out in the Atlantic um, magazine about a, um, and I had heard this when I was pregnant, that you're not supposed to clean cat litter boxes when you're pregnant because mm. there's some sort of um, parasite that lives in cat feces, and um, it's called toxo, toxo for short, but it's toxoplasma gondii. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a study now that seems to think that this is pretty commonly transferred to humans. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's transferred to women more than men, but it's pretty commonly transferred to the human brain. And it affects all sorts of things like our trust in other people and our response to frightening situations and how outgoing we are. Our preference for certain scents and odors um, contributes to all kinds of crazy things like car crashes and suicides and mental disorders such oh as schizophrenia. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so his take biologically mm-hmm. is that for women who are hoarding cats or who have a high number of cats, there's mm-hmm. a higher likelihood of uh, possibility these women have contracted whatever this thing is. That Thus making them crazy fearful. Cat. Yeah. Crazy oh, cat wow. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, I, I just figured out what's wrong with so many people I know. <laughs> Are you listening, you people? You crazy people? They're biologically crazy. So they contract this cat thing Toxoplasma. in their brain. Toxoplasma. And then they're scared to, you know. Well, yeah, they just have a harder time forming associations with people. They're, yeah, they're paranoid. They're, I mean, it's kind of all the things that you associate with crazy cat ladies. Yeah. Is biologically linked to this. I wonder if it can be organism. transferred to men, too, because I know men who have I think cats. so. No, I, th- I think, yeah, it's an, it's an equal opportunity hmm. um, little fellow that lives in cat feces. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, it is kind of crazy, but... Yeah. Well, cats are often branded as sneaky, slinky, mysterious, hard to read, and impossible to please. <laughs> and women are... Just like... <laughs> stereotyped that way, so... Yeah, we're stereotyped either we're the saint or we're the... The, uh, not saint. Whore. I guess, can I say that word? I don't know. I just did. You just did. That's good. Uh, so... Oh, and oh, and this is what's interesting, is cats were either, um, just... Were either stereotyped in those two ways, just as cats were either revered as deities in ancient Egypt, or vilified as demons in Salem witch trials. So, that, I think that was cool. And then also, there's a lot of words that... Connotations that, um, are associated with women, like, um... You know, like a sexy kitten or a cougar. Mm. <laughs> have yeah, you heard right. that one before, Marie? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have. I don't know what you're talking about. Honey. <laughs> um, catty. That women are catty. You know, we're spiteful or malicious. Um, and then, of course, there's the P word to describe a woman's anatomy. Right. Right. That I hadn't thought of all of these. There's with. a ton. Yeah. So, and then there's Catwoman. So, right. Of course. It's all all coming together now. That's true. You know, and it's interesting because um, I have a lot of male friends who like cats, Um, my my husband included. And I always had just this incredible aversion to cats. And I think it's in part because of all of these stereotypes. I'm Mm -hmm. like, damn it. The last thing I'm going to do is like a cat because you know exactly where that ends. (laughs) 
But yeah, I always thought it was really suspicious when men liked cats. I don't know why, but I was always like... I always think it's really weird when guys have bad shoes. That's the first thing I always look at on a guy. Bad shoes. Yeah, if they have like dirty, wrinkled, like really used, icky shoes, cheap. Because you know what they say about a man with bad shoes. It translates right. (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah, I like good shoes on a guy. Um, what's the other, what's the deal with, you know, women get called spinsters, but men are bachelors. That's not fair. Right. No, I mean, yeah, your, your point about Jennifer Aniston, I think is a great one because Mm -hmm. when you compare Jennifer Aniston to George Clooney, you know, people are all over her and everybody's like, oh, George Clooney will be, you know, he's just so hard to pin down and he's hard to catch. I mean, I bet they still make jokes to him about it, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think people like it. I think they're, you know, fully You know, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point, is that the overall consensus and the feeling about it is we like that George is a playboy. Right. And we don't like, you know, that Jennifer's not, we just can't imagine that she could ever be happy. Right. Jennifer, I know you're listening. I just want to know. I got your back, girl. But, you know, interestingly, when I think of bachelors, I think they're getting sex. I think they're, mm-hmm. I don't know how, I know, I don't know what their psychology <laughs> is versus women. Well, when I was single, I know they were. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now that you're off the market, it's very dismal out there. Yes, <laughs> it's very sad for everyone. Very sad for everyone. But yeah, so I, I always went, as I was doing all the research for the show today, I'm like, well, where are these women going? What are they doing? How are they getting their needs filled? Because, you know, at, at our mm-hmm. base level, we're all animals. We all have biological yeah. needs. So I can easily picture bachelors being fine Mm -hmm. but i have a harder time picturing women you know for all of the reasons of promiscuity and Mm -hmm. i'm scared to get whatever disease and whatever i don't know that they're i i just picture them at home in their bathrobes eating popcorn like your friend i have a couple of friends who are they're not real partiers but i have a couple single friends who um really i mix it up out there yeah, good, good. Gosh, I wish I could tell some of the stories now. We're talking like, you know, rock star time. Is that true? Yeah. The women? Yeah, they're just okay. running around having a good time. Okay, I like that. Yeah, like that. why not? I, because I'm picturing them all at home, sort of, you know, I mean, your, yeah. your friend from Facebook, I love her. I love all your friends from Facebook. I know. I wish they'd Are call Are you stalking us. them now? <laughs> I would, I'm stalking them all. But, I, you know, she sort of contributed to my fear, which is, I just want to sit at home and eat popcorn and watch TV. Why are so you afraid like, of that? That's fine for one night, but, you know, yeah. night after night after night. So. Yeah, I do like snuggling, but I'm I'm kind of a worker, too. Like, I could literally work on the computer for hours. And really, even though my husband and I live together, we only see each other on Sunday. I mean, we'll see each other a little bit at night, but it's like, hi, bye, good night. Right. You want to do it? Okay. But thanks, <laughs> bye, good night. Roll over. <laughs> Don't snore. You're so romantic, Elizabeth. <laughs> no. you're, so, you're so sweet. If by romantic you mean naughty, then yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the whole thing with the spinster thing, that's not fair. The struggle for single women to become respected part of society has been going on for centuries. And this struggle has been documented uh, for us, really even reinforced in motion pictures. And so, you know, it's funny, it's ironic that women are always defending their professional and private moves. Right. You know, defending their choice to have kids or their professional life. It's like, why do we have to defend that? It's like, people, I think, just need to be better educated, and I'm going to tell you all what to do. S- just shut up. <laughs> Don't leave people alone. Just live your life. Have fun. <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I guess, well, do you, I wonder if the reason, you know, that people are on women so much, too, is because men can reproduce for so much longer, and we have that pressure because we can only reproduce That's for true. a certain amount of time. 
Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And yeah, yeah and, and if you're not procreating, why the heck are you here? You're yeah. just taking up you're just making a big carbon footprint and that. <laughs> yeah, or people say, "Oh, you'll be make you such a, you'll be such a good parent." But it's like, "Well, I don't th- I think that when a lot of people who say that, like, "Oh, you should have kids or you can you should be married and have kids or they're usually their kids are younger and they haven't gone through that time they raised them to be, you know, they haven't gone through teenage years right. and they haven't seen them into adulthood. And as, as speaking as a parent who has raised children, I have two adult children who are 21 and 20, almost 24 now, oh my gosh. And um, now you see it. It's a lifelong commitment that never ends and goes away. And, and it literally is, if my children are unhappy, regardless of what's going on in my life, whether I'm happy or not, if my children are unhappy, it affects my life to the point where I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not completely healthy, but it's such a profound impact on your life. And I think... You know, choosing not to have children is probably a, a great choice for people who really truly know in their heart they don't want that responsibility or that impact. And it's okay to be selfish. You know, why not? If more people would think that decision through, I mean, there'd be, like, we'd probably die out, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the race would die out. I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy to me the leap of faith people take to have children because the, the, the odds of it all going right are low. And you're right, the lifelong commitment of it is, is stunning. Yeah. I, I, I was so gun-shy to have our daughter because uh, my mom had my brother later in life, and you know he's, he's many years behind me. So it just felt like it kept going and going, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. I just couldn't fathom committing to something like that for you know a lifetime. That's good. You thought it through. And, and you, I mean, commit, making a commitment to a spouse is hard enough, but yet who you can leave if, it, if the going gets really tough. Right. And you know this person. You know what you're getting into. But yeah. procreating, you don't know who's going to come out of there. You know, yeah, I, remember, pop out I remember being pregnant. I was so young. I was just like, what's in there? Right. Like, I couldn't imagine that 10 fingers and 10 toes. And then when they told me I was having a boy, I'm like, that's weird. I am a girl, but there's a boy inside me. It was weird. <laughs> and I'm not having sex. I know. It's weird. Um, well, you know, feminine, fe- fe- la- 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 feminism, got it. Feminism is about freedom and equality, and it's uh, all-inclusive. So that means that if a woman chooses to have kids at 23, it's just as valid as the decision for a woman who chooses not to have children. Um, and feminism also is, it says here I wrote, um, feminism most definitively refers to the idea that all women and men are entitled to choose their life paths, whether that consists of having children or not. And these decisions should be fully respected by the rest of society. So I think people, you know, people say, equate the word feminism with like, oh, bad, mean, whatever. But, you know, it's just somebody's choice. It's like anything else. You have to respect it. Not there. I don't think there's ever really one right way to do anything. Right. Except if my way, of course, but... <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? A couple of weeks ago, you brought up the staggering number of girls, I think you said it was 25% of girls who were yeah. sexually abused as kids. Yeah, one in four, one in four. girls that's, are... That's a stunning number. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, you know, back in the day when you had to get married and you didn't have a choice about these things, there's a lot of women growing up from, from girlhood who mm-hmm. really damaged people mm-hmm. sexually damaged and emotionally damaged psychologically damaged and so if there isn't the pressure on these women to get married as much as there used to be or if it's not a necessity the way it was I'm wondering if a lot of these women who 
endured unspeakable things when they were kids are now growing up and saying, men, I don't need them. You know, I'm, oh, so I've you're saying, there, that, I wonder how much of the abuse plays a part in women being single now. Wanting to just push men away. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I definitely think there's a book um, Christine Northrup wrote called The Wisdom of Menopause. And there's something in it that when you do your hormones change and your body is not in the procreating mode as much anymore, um, you you have a certain wisdom, um, which is sort of what I have now, but I've always had a wisdom though. I'm really smart. <laughs> so true. I know, it's so weird. Um, but there's a wisdom to that kind of coming of age and growing up, and I think women um, are, you know, experiencing that too more at a younger age not necessarily that they're going through menopause or hormone change but they're they're tapping into that um awakening you know of sorts you know and like with the um examples like madonna lady gaga and strong feminine roles plus also with the whole availability of uh, birth control Mm -hmm. and or you know having to deal with an unwanted pregnancy and um, all the issues that go with that. So women have a, many more choices as to how they... Just have more control. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's it's good, you know, whereas opposed, you still have places there are atrocities going on around the world. I can't, I have to say this every time I get a chance, mm-hmm. where women don't even have that choice. And I think, you know, when I hear about um, countries where they sew a, a woman's private parts shut at the age of 12 so she can't, cannot, you know, have sex or be promiscuous, or, you know, genital mutilation, all those kinds of things. Um, and, and just the overall abuse in the Middle Eastern countries of women and who are seen as second-class citizens. In fact, in a lot of the Muslim countries, they um, consider women human, but they consider them subhuman. So it's not like they're on the same level of humanity that a man is. And things, it will trickle down into areas of, like, where their testimony is not even... Um, as notable as a man's testimony in court. So if a, if a man and a woman both testify, her testimony is only worth half of what a man's testimony is. And so that is really coming out in the news right now. And I think it's creating a lot of anger. I know that it is for me. To I feel angry about the fact that this is going on around the world. And our government is supporting countries who allow for this. And it makes me even, as a woman, you know, want to say, hey, quit it, guys. Right. Wake up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot a of the, it's funny because a lot of the times I think the United States is so far behind other European involved, evolved countries. Mm-hmm. And, and then I look at, you're right, I mean, there's big sections of the rest of the world that are a hundred years behind us. So I guess. Oh, it's a, yeah. And I think there's definitely something connected there, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the uh, the proliferation of um, sex toys and other other available options for women also make it, you know, not quite as necessary for, for people to hook up. I, I, oh, I also yeah. think um, <laughs> online... Me and my dating, sex toys, man. We could take no. a road trip. Go for 10 years without a man. <laughs> I know. No, but I think um, online dating and, and as we were talking about last week, online hookups, online dating, Craigslist, all of those things make the world feel a little bit more accessible and, you know, a little bit easier to meet people. Because, when, you know, when I was a kid, I was thinking, okay, I, uh, I, I've, got, I've got, you know, like five years of good sitting in a bar stool <laughs> to, meet, to meet a nice boy. Because so many nice boys walk by bar stools. But... 
you know, I mean, there there just weren't that many outlets, I thought, for, for meeting people. But now they're endless. I mean, you know, you've got, yeah, you know, you've got all sorts of uh, internet resources for meeting guys. I know. I can't believe there's no single woman calling up and telling us how happy they are to be single. It seems like every other Facebook post from half of my friends, they're like, you know, saying something about it. So rude. Maybe they're you not are. happy being single. Well, you can call then, too. I mean, if you're <laughs> unhappy, you, you're, we'll take those calls, too. You, uh, you're tuned into the chat room on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are here with you every Friday night chatting. And tonight, uh, our topic is singledom and uh, being single and being happy about it and loving it. So I was reading a study about um, somebody conducted thousands of interviews with widowers and divorced women and bachelor girls. Mm-hmm gynecologists, psychologists, anyway, a, a whole host of things. And so a couple of interesting things came out of that study. There's, a, there's an assumption by a lot of men that women, when they either hit menopause or they get a little bit older, cease looking for sex. And uh, so this gynecologist wanted to go out um, on a limb and tell people that are over the age of 50, the fact is, um, we're going on record now as saying, women remain interested in sex until they're cremated. So... <laughs> Yeah, well, I certainly am interested in it. Yeah. Did you hear that, honey? It's on. <laughs> Meet me at the bar tonight. Yeah, so this assumption that women just grow old, shrivel up, buy a lot of cats, and die, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for anybody who is uh, is holding that notion, I'd like to, to disabuse you of it. That's well, not true. Uh, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, for instance, I was at a, the wedding shower last night, and the lady sitting next to me mentioned something about, like, she could care less about it, and, and she's older, and hmm. I think she was, like, 60 or something, and... So I think when people say that, we take note of it, mm-hmm. but um, I think if the majority of women who are still horny, if you know what I mean, <laughs> no, I and by don't. horny I mean <laughs> horny, um, they're not going to be sitting around going, man, I'm so horny, you know, like I'm right. really cranked up. I mean, they just probably, why would they say that? Right. It'd be weird. Well, so we're that's not the thing, it. yeah. I mean, if, if you're happy in your sex life and you're fulfilled or if you yeah. feel like you're on the bell curve, you don't talk about it. And if yeah. you're unfulfilled or you feel irritated by your spouse pressuring you all the time, whatever your gripe is, you're going to gripe about it. So the people who are griping are the ones necessarily who are going to be heard. Right. And um, so, yeah, I guess that yeah. disproportionately. There that are, might make, be why that happens. And I don't know if women complain about this more than men do. I know a lot of men who aren't that interested in sex. And, mm-hmm. But for some reason... The, are you married the, to any of them? The, <laughs> <laughs> married to all of them. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think that that stereotype gets promulgated because men aren't going to, men are never going to sit at a bar and say, God, the last thing I want is to get laid tonight. You know, I mean, they're just yeah. never going to do that. Yeah. Because it goes against everything that men are going to talk about. Yeah, that's true. That's so. a good point. Also, you, I should mention that if you um, don't use it, you start to lose it. Yeah. And so if you are single, you know, keep it oiled up down there and get some battery operated toys or you actually get, it? yeah, because if you don't use it, um, it starts to kind of, you know, it can collapse. Jesus. It, <laughs> it can collapse. No, but it can, you know, then you, you, you got to keep it, you know, even if you have to add lubrication or you just got to keep things going. It's like, you know, if you don't drive the car, it's probably not going to start when you want to drive it. Good. So you got to keep, you know, take the car out once a week by yourself. So when, you know, you do have a friend to go driving with, you'll be ready to go on your journey. <laughs> the battery won't be dead. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a friend who um, really just was like t- t- not interested in it at all, and she started dating this guy, and then it got to the point where it was like, okay, this is the next kind of step in their relationship. 
So she was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I haven't done it in like years and years and years. I mean, I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. So she went to the doctor and the doctor took a look at her and they, she was like, your thing's about ready to fall out. Like it needs to be used like the muscle. It's a muscle. It's just like if you didn't walk or use your hand to write with, you know, it would start to freeze up. Right. <laughs> that's terrifying. Okay. That's for another show. Yeah, I know. Good grief. Okay. So. No, another reason not to be single. <laughs> It'll shrivel up and die. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't let it shrivel. Or if you are, you know, just take care of it, kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's good advice. Uh, so, yeah, many unattached women of nice background are as much drawn to sexual relations with men as married women are, which is why I was hoping people would call in and tell me what they... Um, what the outlets are, where they go, where they look, if uh, if they should have been calling up for our online dating service. If you're single and you're committed to being single and um, and you're loving it, um, you know, what you, we've all got needs and wants. So, you know, yeah. you can call up some. Sure well, we kind of talked about that on last week's show, that a lot of times people who are single and they're busy, um, you know, there's the casual encounter sections right. of the Internet, Craigslist and various websites. And, um, you know, I do know, I do know a couple of women who are having, uh, affairs with married men. Hmm. Um, they're not close friends of mine, but one in particular, she's just really busy and he lives out of the area and, um, you know, they see each other through business once in a while. Hmm. And, um, you know, I certainly don't condone that. Um, and I, and I completely judge it. (laughs) It's wrong. No, but you know, um, it, it works for her. And there's a lot of women too, who just, uh, have a guy in prison. They just go do their conjugal visit. So they get a little action. I mean, that's one way and you stay in control and you don't have to answer to him, you know, he's not calling (laughs) you all the time, bugging you. It sounds pretty good though. Sounds hilarious. Especially if you like bad boys. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. where's your uh, husband? He's you're in totally, prison. You're into handcuffs. You're, you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. In orange jumpsuits. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, these are these are all good options. Thank you for throwing those out there. Well, you asked, so. No, no, it's all good. I'm here I to please. It. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so although there's a worldwide and historic conviction that everyone wants to be married, um, a lot don't, and uh, they will spend a lifetime resisting it. Today, one out of every 10 families in the U.S. is headed by a woman. Um, I thought that was actually quite a low number. Yeah, that Only doesn't seem... Only 10% of households are headed by Amer- by women. What I do they mean weird. by headed by? Like, she doesn't get child support, or she's... He- I mean, what is that? Either by death or divorce. They're They're running the... The whole yeah. deal. They're running the whole deal. But uh, that seems like a very low number to me. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Um, and, you know, it's funny because these, I, I, this is a random statistic, but these two economists, and I couldn't find backup for this. Um, they quoted it and they said it came out of the Financial Times in 2002. So if you have any questions about this statistic, don't call me because I have, <laughs> have nothing else to tell you. No, call. That. I'll, I'll make something up. Okay, you can make something up. Anyway, so these two economists in the UK wrote for the Financial Times in 2002, and they put a value on what marriage is worth. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? A, an annual value on I'm what? I'm like, what's an economist? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So blonde. A little so, yeah, um, on what's, the inside. So what's a marriage worth? Worth. Um, annually. Annually, I don't know. Like, my husband said five thousand dollars, which I. What do I'm you a mean? Little that, what are you valuing? I don't get it. I just told you not to ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You did just tell me that. Yeah, that's no, I, so I went looking for it and I'm like, what? Are you talking about how much money you're going to save, you know, through yeah. the course of taxes or insurance breaks or, you save know, on prostitutes, or Think prostitutes of, yeah. or what the heck are you talking about? And so then I've decided because of what the number mm-hmm. is, which I'll tell you in a moment, it can't be economic. It has to be, it has to be more inclusive than that because it's more than most families make in a year. Well, every time we get the credit card bill, I always tell my husband, but just think how much you save on prostitutes now. (laughs) (laughs) Romance, romance, romance. I know. All right, so these two... Go ahead. All right, so these two guys in 2002, Mm -hmm. so account for inflation, it's more than that now, say that uh, marriage is worth $100,000 annually. Oh, yeah. I mean... What? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It what? No, it doesn't. Yeah, because if I... Like, I stopped having a maid because of my, you know, radio career is <laughs> in yeah. transition. And um, so I d- it's like a lot of work, but we save a lot of money. Yeah. That's just one thing. Right. You know? I don't think it can be economic, though. I think it has to be, you know, your happiness and your Oh, well, there's no price on that. I know. That's what I'm saying. There has to be no price on Only Jesus knows how happy I am. <laughs> <laughs> or how happy you're making Mr. Zero. Oh, yeah. And he knows it, too. Hilarious. Yeah. he's You're making him $100,000 a year happy. So oh. I hope he's enjoying it. Yeah, well, you better write me a check. I need some money. This was hilarious. So they, <laughs> this this article, it sounds like it came out like in 1904, but it came out last year. But it said the, mo- the more typical is the complaint of the pretty 25-year-old secretary who moved to New York a year ago. There's nothing I haven't done to meet a man since I came here. Why, for the first six months, I had 35 different jobs because I deliberately worked for temporary employment agencies, but most of the men I met didn't want to mix business with pleasure. So she goes on to say, so she, I, I Does she say golly gee? She does. She says <laughs> golly. And she said, I go to the public dance hall. If you can't meet a man, I'm like, you're going to meet gay men there. But that's, I mean, yeah, no problem. And, I uh, love gay guys. They're the best. Yeah, so th- so she goes on to say, you know, I, I, I loved um, being divorced because when I was married, he didn't let me drive. Now I have all this independence. Now I can drive because when I was married, you know, he wouldn't let me do all of these things. <laughs> like drive. I'm like. This does oh, sound like something my yeah. grandmother wrote. It does. You know, my grandmother was married eight times and she passed away of Alzheimer's. Because she couldn't remember who she was married to. <laughs> Maybe she had it all along and she never she just remembered that she married somebody else. Forgetting, yeah. But yeah, because it was one of those things back in her day, you know, she couldn't, you know, have any nookie time. Right. Unless she, she married. was married. Yeah. Right. So she had it eight times with eight, or, you know, she had well, it with eight different men. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, like, she never released a tape or anything, so I'm not really <laughs> sure about my grandmother on that <laughs> front. But she used to be Amish. She was raised Amish. This is totally off. Got the weirdest track. family ever. I know. I I'm like this it. close to churning butter. I could have been like a butter churner, <laughs> and I kind of am, but not in the way you think. That would that would <laughs> totally add to your hundred thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, I should totally make butter. You're worth like a hundred and fifty now. Honey, I made some butter. What's it worth to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. So anyway, if uh, yeah, I'm 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 shocked people are not calling us <laughs> to share their stories. I'm shocked they don't want to I be a part had of this. Friends who said they were going to call because I was like, oh, I didn't really prepare too much for the show today. <laughs> but you know, we have so much life experience, so Isn't I'm going to. true? Well, yeah. So yeah. So forty. I mean, forty-eight percent of people are getting divorced now. 
Yeah. So I'm sure that the single people are looking at that and saying, why the heck would I? And all of, you know, half my married friends, if they aren't divorced, they're complaining about being Mm -hmm. married or they're always complaining about their spouse. Yeah. So I'm sure that single people are looking at this saying, yeah, I'm I'm really going to be quick to sign on for that. You know, where can I hook up for that? That'll be awesome. Yeah. Well, you have, you know, a lot of women who get married do it, you know, because they need, they need some some help you know they have no skills other than cooking or they have no skills kissing well you know my, what my resume so says <laughs> they have a resume that looks like mine and they have to get a husband you know so they do claim that married people are healthier and happier <laughs> i mean there there are tons of studies out there yeah. i came across them all day long today about how if you're married you don't drink as much you don't smoke as much you live longer you live by on average five years well, longer. they didn't they didn't stop by the zero household to get that <laughs> scorecard imagine how much you would be drinking and smoking oh my gosh i drink i do so many more bad things now that i'm married to mr zero he's such a terrific influence on me and by terrific i mean naughty however um yeah i need to like move away just so i can like not be exposed yeah i mean i am actually really healthy i hardly drink anymore at all because it's just so horrible for my liver but um but yeah you know it's really hard when he opens a bottle of wine i'm like okay i'll have a sip of that so I never used to. I wouldn't drink if I was just by myself. Why would you do that when there's chocolate? What? Uh, <laughs> see, you and I part ways on so many issues. I know. Or fruity candy. Really, I like fruity candy. Oh, good God. <laughs> no. I drink like a sailor. And I drank like a sailor when I was single, and I drink like a sailor now. Yeah, so but I, s- I smoke like a chimney, so. <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah. So if you and I were married to each other, we'd be a total basket case because... No, we'd be fun. We'd be the fun lesbian couple down the street. Totally fun lesbian couple. Yeah. No. Oh, we already are. Good times. We already are a totally fun lesbian couple. I know. So, yeah, so they claim that, um, that people are happier. They claim they're healthier. Although a lot of studies have come out to say that um, there's a blip in your happiness right around the time you get married that lasts for sort of six months. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to whatever state of happiness you <sighs> Miserable miserable existence you were living (laughs) oh yeah because you have to go through the motions of like tricking the person into thinking you're normal so they'll marry you and then you got to kind of keep up appearances you know so sort of six months have the conjugal time yeah and then then you've got to like you know then you got to let down you can't lie forever it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to be me marie well (laughs) good god all right. <laughs> Degenerating. No, but I will t- I will say, I, I do believe that people have, do you believe this? People have a baseline of happiness, of just where you where you come out on yes. a happiness bell curve mm-hmm. that you're going to sit at. And then there'll be blips like you win the lottery or you marry Mr. Zero or... Or you have a really bad hangover and you're not happy. Right. The other or you're way. unhappy. Right. Or it could go the other way. You feel severely right. depressed. <laughs> you're crying. Yeah. Or, yeah, alone. Right. Or you're <laughs> in the bottom of your closet. The bottle of tequila for example <laughs> exactly i've heard but yeah perhaps so yeah so there are there are blips in your happiness or unhappiness but you know in general you're going to sit at some sort of baseline num- yeah. number of that's where i think i might be bipolar sometimes because sometimes i get really not depressed but just like t- tired yeah and then but other times i get i get really really happy yeah so. yeah you are a little bipolar <laughs> I love that we just turned this whole turned show into, into, a, into therapy. a therapy. I was going to say, it's Elizabeth Zero's therapy session. I'll write you a check. I hope so. Well, $100,000. Um, what time is it? Are we almost done? We're oh drawing down. Yeah. We're well, drawing down on our time. Tell everybody what we're doing. 
Yeah, so we uh, were talking about being single and liking it. And um, I was thinking, there's a, as I was looking at this, I was thinking one of these shows coming up would be interesting to talk about um, different alternatives to marriage, like different ways to set up. Yeah, yeah, and th- this is one of them, but I think there are other different different ways that you can set up your your uh, your relationship. I have a friend who um, his entire relationship is governed by a contract rather than marriage. So what they do you mean? they draw up. I, I think I might ask him to come on the show. So they they've drawn up a contract that governs every single part of their relationship and oh, they it's like, like they have rules yeah and then they, they review it they? every they I, I i don't want to talk to him about it until i talk to him oh, okay. on there but yeah so every six months they or some period of time they they review the contract and they decide if they want to renew it or if they want to i only have one rule at my house and that's that i'm not allowed to leave dishes in the sink that's and i well because i will pile dishes up until the sink is full <laughs> And the dishwasher's full. And then I'm like, just do them all at once. Right. But if there's even like a cup or two. Mr. Zero puts a kibosh on it. He just, I don't know what his problem is. He freaks out. That's the only rule. And I can't even get that one down. (laughs) I can't imagine having a contract. I'd be like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, no, they have a Do you ever want to have sex again? That's in the contract. (laughs) How much have you have sex? Yeah. So like we have to do it three times. Mm -hmm. What What other things, for instance, would you imagine would be in a contract? What would be You're trying to out my friends, aren't you? What would be in your contract oh, if you God. could have one? Um, you know, we are really easy to live with. My my spouse is really easy to live with, so it's hard. I would, um, yeah, I'd have to think about that. We should come back and talk about what our contracts would have in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the one thing that I will tell you that I like about this idea that I think makes sense for everybody is is the idea of renewing the contract very consciously and mm-hmm. forcing yourselves to kind of revisit your relationship every year or five years, whatever it is. And, and just saying, look, um, because people take each other for granted so easily. And so I think it's a great idea to sit down every mm-hmm. designated period of time and say, do we want to re-up the contract? Are you going to get renewed? Or uh, do you get the <laughs> We're up for renewal, Larry. Right. Mr. Zero. Come on, don't you think that's kind of a good idea? Could you please meet me in my office? I'd like to have a discussion with you. Yeah. This is what he needs to do. Honey, if you're listening, (laughs) get up, make love to me, (laughs) then get out of bed. Then leave. Then go to work. Then go. Oh, shave, shower, and, you know, brush your teeth, and then go to work, and then come home. That's all you got to do. That's your... Make love to me again, and then just go to sleep. You're writing your contract as we're sitting yeah, here. Yeah, that's all I need. She's got a legal pad out. She's writing the contract. Yeah, I need a notary. Can I get a notary? Stat. <laughs> no, but my final my final note on this mm-hmm. is I don't think it's a terrible idea to not, you know, because I think it the tendency is to start taking each other for granted. And I think mm-hmm. if you consciously had to sit down and say, let's assess where things are. Are we right. happy? What, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Is it worth pursuing? Is it not? And, uh, yeah, I don't want to ask Mr. Zero that question. I'm a little bit worried about the answer. Well, I, think that's the, I think that's the problem, is that people are really scared he to ask better questions. better be happy. <laughs> that's trouble. No, I think that's right. I think people yeah. are just scared to ask. And so yeah. you just kind of fumble Well, what through. are you going to do? I mean, it's like, I don't even, you know, what are you going to do? Well, okay, you're not happy. All right, well, sorry. Well, I guess I guess that's the corollary argument, yeah. is that I guess if you aren't happy, you'd, you'd leave, so... Yeah, I, think, I don't think answer. most people have the maturity to do that, though. I think what happens a lot is people end up cheating 
We're not even talking about people who are single anymore. <laughs> you want to know why? Because I just figured it out. Because Nobody's happy about being single. You're all full of it out there. All you ladies who have been complaining and writing articles and all that stuff that gave us the idea initially, you're full of it. I kind of think that's true. Yeah. I kind of don't know They're not any happy. happy single people. <laughs> <laughs> Liars. No, you're no, not. true. No, I, I do. I think, uh, I mean, by and large, I think people are not that happy when they're single. But I didn't want to tell you that when you when you pitched the show idea because I didn't want to break your bubble. But thank I you, I appreciate it. That's yeah, okay. that's what I'm, I'm very I'm very a sensitive person. That's my value add. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've been tuned into the chat room at. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You can check out a podcast of this show and other shows by going to KUCI.org slash talk, or you can go to our archives. You scroll down to the chat room, and you will see all of our shows up there and available for your listening pleasure. Elizabeth and I will be right back here with you next Friday night at 5 o'clock, talking about other sexy topics. And uh, until next time, thanks so much for joining me, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you, Marie. It's a pleasure. Wasn't it? I love you. It's a pleasure every week. <laughs> Pleasurable every You're week. You're pretty. I know. I like you. <laughs> All right. We'll see you right back here next week, guys. Check it out while I'm the master of balance with multiple talents. Provide the landscape, baby, you provide the challenge I've been broken down and out And look at the sound and I'm drowning out I'm around the town and I'm round about And it's better than a kick in your freaking mouth These words might scare you They make you tremble and double dare you Now we're always learning Always listening and very burning You're not checking the resume Two thumbs down is what they say up to your dizzy, stay awake and thin like Lizzie, touch your tremble chest, and look at what a walrus digest, last Halloween, gave you my heart, very next day you gave it away, made you disappear, downtown yell, uptown rebel, one love, one city, one now, got some raps and seas never heard, oh baby I like it more, sometimes we're like a future shock, look at my radio rock the block, frozen dinners and a tall can, Sponsored by every brand, turn the radio up Uptown, try to get down Uptown, try to get down Uptown, try to get down Downtown, try to get up